Into the Apex is back on the road in 2022, beginning with the 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. We'll be trackside for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, FIA World Endurance Championship, GT America, and NTT IndyCar Series. Visiting Sebring, Mid-Ohio, Watkins Glen, VIR, Road Atlanta, and the streets of Nashville. For the full schedule of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. of real and virtual auto sport meets mad sim racing media presents the into the apex podcast and it's into the apex with rob on the truman show island in the middle of a snowstorm so we hope we don't lose him his lights have flickered a couple times he's on camera in the studio we got patrick stein up in chicago and tyler here in the main studio and uh, we have a special guest tonight uh, ash vandalay uh, from twitch.tv forward slash Ash Vandelay. You can see that spelling in uh, the description of the show. Uh, but think uh, importer, exporter, Vandelay Industries, latex and latex related gloves. Uh, goods, gloves. <laughs> There's, yeah. That's a good way to start. <laughs> you fucked up. Uh, not a proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> I think latex, I think the, the gloves, the dentist. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, a funny way to, to start, I, I told Rob, who's a huge Seinfeld fan, uh, I said, Ash Vandalay is we're going to have on the show. Uh, someone that's in iRacing, Sim Racing F1, uh, does content for Twitch, uh, an F1 TV affiliate. And uh, Rob said, Vandalay, like like the Seinfeld line. And I'm like, well, I, as I look more, I'm like, absolutely. That's exactly, it's an exact reference to the Seinfeld bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, so it was every day after school on TBS. I was watching Seinfeld. I don't know why my parents let me watch it. Um, looking back at some of the episodes now, but uh, it's definitely a classic. And it's crazy to see some pictures from New York City of the last episode. Everyone asks, like, where were you during the last episode of Seinfeld? There's pictures of folks in Times Square, like, stopping because they, they, like, played the last episode there. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see. So uh, yeah, that that's pretty cool. The pat and well, should I can I say the password to your sessions last night on yes, your course. stream? Passwords were latex for every session. So it definitely, if you know the references, uh, it's it's something you appreciate. I know Rob does. Oh, I do. I was dropping little things here in the chat and stuff, hoping people pick up on it. But uh, <laughs> maybe next uh, time. But uh, as far as your your content, it is motorsport specific. It's sim racing specific. Uh, I want to talk, we'll talk, we'll get into iRacing. That's unique. I think you're getting into iRacing. It's a unique story into itself into uh, who kind of gave you the push into iRacing. Uh, that's our primary sim. Uh, but where did it all start as far as, uh, was it actual motorsport sim racing, both at the same time? Is there a particular order with kind of what got you into that or got you into where you are now? How far back can I go with this story? <laughs> How much time uh, do we have? Right to the where, beginning. Wherever it begins. Well, I was born August 7th, 1992 at 1.45 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I am we, a son of Leo. <laughs> um, so it started as a goal with my therapist in 2022 because I have pretty bad social anxiety. Um, and she asked me what I was doing during the pandemic. So, you know, past the time because it was pretty mm -hmm. serious uh, in the beginning of March 2020. And she mentioned, I mentioned, excuse me, that I was, you know, watching some Twitch streamers, people who are playing my favorite video games. Pretty cool to have a community just chatting, kind of like an AOL throwback from the 90s. 
And she's like, oh, why don't you do that? You can cultivate a community. And I said, you're crazy. Why am I paying you? Who, I have social anxiety. Are you crazy? And she's like, no, make it a goal. We'll work towards it. Like that'll be, that'll be the goal. So we worked through it throughout the year. And I think December 16th, 18th was my first stream. And I played Portal because I love that game. And mm-hmm. I played it so many times and I felt super comfortable with it. So I played Portal and then I started playing The Witcher and the puzzle games because that was kind of my thing. And I kind of grew a little bit with The Witcher, um, even though the game's been out forever. And uh, the Formula One season was starting. And I loved Formula One since Robert Kubica because my family mm-hmm. is Polish. Huh. Um, so we got to support. We got to support our boy. And uh, I just started streaming Formula One with my friend Sal. We were just talking, and a Twitch sports employee came in. He goes, "Hey, you should join this Twitch sports accelerator program." And I remember the stream specifically because it was very early. I was in my bathrobe, like I did not care. This was like one of the few streams. It was early. I was like, "I'm tired. It's American hours for Formula One." And I was like, great. This Twitch sports employee found me when I was like not caring. <laughs> Wearing like pajamas. My hair yeah. was just gross. I just rolled out of bed, literally turned on stream for the three, four people that I forced to watch me. And um, started doing Twitch sports. That was pretty cool. Um, doing F1 2021 through Twitch sports. They kind of have an in with EA, just like a little bit. Not, not like a shady under the table kind mm-hmm. of deal, <laughs> but they yeah, yeah. know EA. <laughs> And they asked me if I was interested in F1 2021 and like kind of playing it, streaming it. I said, absolutely. That'd be sick. That was my first, not really a sim, right? It's more arcadey, but that was my first mm-hmm. go at it. I um, started doing that. I randomly was trying Euro Truck Simulator. Don't ask oh, me yeah, how the truck happened. And Tony Kanan came in my stream, the Tony Kanan. But unbeknownst to me, um, I was like, oh, Tony Kanan, that's cool. And everyone in chat was freaking out. And he's like, no, no, I'm not the actual Tony Kanan. I'm just a big fan, so I have his name. I'm actually an Uber driver. Oh, <laughs> and we totally bought it. We're like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like, wow, you like, you seem like a good driver. We're like, no, you're probably just as fast as the real Tony Kanan. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we just started <laughs> shooting the shit with this guy, thinking he's yeah. just a normal dude, like not realizing he's actually Tony Kanan. I don't, I don't know why none of us decided to actually click into his profile with mm-hmm. a name like Tony Kanan. Yeah. Um, but he was really cool. He like gifted five subs and he was just having a conversation with us and we're just all casual. Um, and then a couple of days later, I think I looked him up, like actually went to his profile and I was like, holy crap, mm. <laughs> this is actually Tony Kanaz. It's the guy. It's the guy. And we went, I went, <laughs> he went live. We chatted a little bit. Um, and then we just started ch- chatting back and forth. He then graciously gifted me three months of iRacing thinking I would really love it. Little did I know he wanted me to join the cult of iRacing. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I have fully drank the Kool Aid. Oh yeah. And I am now spreading the good gospel of iRacing to everyone else that I know. <laughs> and we are now here. That that's uh yeah the Tony I I had heard the Tony Kanan bit and that's that was the the interesting part to me was hearing how that came together and it's about as random as one could could expect. What was uh, he doing on Euro Truck Simulator on Twitch? <laughs> what, why was he watching that category? I'll never know. Something about that. Uh, I went through a phase of, of watching a lot of different, just unusual, th- well, unusual. Sa- it sounds kind of dark, but just all kinds of games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fill me out, Rob. Too specific here with that one. Yeah, um, fill me out, Rob. Uh, the simulator stuff, like what? Goat simulator stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> there's a really that. good raccoon simulator. You like? You're just a raccoon with a backpack yeah. causing chaos. I highly recommend it. I heard there's farming simulator too. Farming. I've watched. Uh, that's what I kind of was thinking of. I don't know why I wanted to paint it like it was dark, <laughs> but watching Farm Simulator. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting the, the simulations that are out there. 
But, well, it's uh, cool that Tony Kanan just drops in and we have to pay him and talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is uh, that's so, yeah, really cool. That's a blessing. Then, so iRacing, you say the Kool-Aid of iRacing. That's that's my Kool-Aid. Rob gives me oh, shit a lot. Tyler needs it on an IV drip. He, doesn't, he can't get it enough. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Rob plays a set of Forza. He plays F1. Uh, I dabble. I won't touch any of it. I dabble. I'm, I'm closed-minded in that way, I guess. I don't touch a, of, a, a set of course at all. A lot of folks ask me, um, a lot of folks who knew me in the beginning, they're like, oh, why don't you play F1 2020 more? And I say, I just like iRacing more. And they ask me why. And no offense to EA or Codemasters in their game. For some reason, I mean, not for some reason, we talk about this all the time, but F1 2021 does not make sense to me. I feel like I'm okay at iRacing, or if I practice, I'll get better. Obviously, my Daytona time has dropped significantly um, for the 24. I've like that is not like the racing lines make sense, finding my breaking points and all that jazz. But then I'm an F1 2021 and all of that goes out the window. And suddenly I don't know how to drive a car. I don't know what it is about this game. I just can't handle it. And everyone's like, oh, I mean, why you didn't keep driving here? And I go, no, I'm terrible at F1 2021. But iRacing, pretty good. Yeah, iRacing, it just feels like the kind of thing that you can get good at if you practice and get it's some the most realistic, right? Like so yeah, I understand yeah. it's more natural. Yeah, there, there were a group of us that went to the Indy 500 this past year, and uh, McLaren had simulator rig, like motion sim rigs with Fanatec formula wheels. We thought, we're going to kill this. We're people that have been sim racing for a bit. We get out there, and we're ready to do a nice standing start, and we hit the throttle, and, and nothing happens. Because it's, I, feel, I don't know what it was. It was a set of course or something. It was just such an arcade game. Maybe it wasn't even ACC. It was just such an arcade game that it, it, it wasn't a proper start, and we all just looked like fools, basically. <laughs> Maybe it was just too realistic and you didn't know what you were doing. Too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you turn on the car. <laughs> yeah, you're probably actually using like the enterprise level of our factor two that the Formula yeah. One teams had <laughs> or something. We, we weren't ready for it. Uh, so as you get into iRacing, I mean, obviously iRacing, you navigate the whole uh, safety rating, iRating, license class. I mean, how's that been? When when did you start uh, first start driving on iRacing and start that kind of license progression and, and rating progression? November or mid-November. I started obviously in the Mazdas. Mm -hmm. I I wish I, I think I'm going to link it to you guys later, but you might use it against me. Um, my first <laughs> like stream in the Mazda, it is hilarious. Like I'm not going above second gear. I'm not going oh, yeah. Apexes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but eventually I, yeah, I got the courage, but it was around November when I started, I think currently now I have my C road and I really enjoy ovals. It's probably the American in me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately to my Polish parents, but I really like the ovals and I definitely want to continue with them after Daytona, um, get more under my belt for sure. Yeah. I appreciate both the road and the oval. I've focused more on the road, uh, the last several years. Uh, mm -hmm. dirt is one thing I, I just can't get into. I don't know if you've tried that. It's the idea of it's fun. I've tried it. And I was like, I need it. No, yeah. <laughs> not, not. only a couple things. Uh, I noticed one thing with, I mean, I'm not into iRating as much. I think some people do care a lot about the iRating. Is the iRating something you have a goal? That's a well, cell phone right there. That's a cell phone. I don't laughing? care about iRating because you don't have any. Well, <laughs> you don't need it? any, though. It's not like exactly. a currency. There we go. You're not there like. We go. Yeah, Rob. Rob's an iRating snob. What's your iRating, Rob? Tell us. I don't know, like 1,500. probably like 100 more Because than you don't drive an iRating, apparently. Yeah. You can't get it or lose it if you don't play iRacing. It's a nice square. I play iRacing. What are you guys talking about? Where did this come from? <laughs> I'm attacking you, Rob. <laughs> yeah. 
Tyler and his lies. My, I my, racing so my, more than Tyler. I get uh, shit because my road rate road I rating maybe a month ago went down to 700 mm-hmm. and I've climbed it up back to almost 2000 uh, really just from the Mossport M's a week at uh, for a week I did really well. But if I go to a track I'm not good at, I tend to get over my head. I don't take care. I'll wreck or get wrecked or something will happen. Uh, sometimes it's out of your control. So the I rating's not, I just don't think it's a true, always a true measure. It's not indicative. Of oh, your no, actual it's, skill. it skews right. things for sure. Yeah. I do hate it because um, sometimes people come into my stream and I, I like to emphasize that I am new and that's okay. You can still have a good time and be new at a game and not very good. <laughs> like that's yeah. completely yeah. okay. Um, so people come up or in the first time chat or Twitch lets you know and they go, What's your I rating? Nothing else. Not like, Hey. How's it going? <laughs> How are you doing tonight? TGIF. Yeah. Wow, this is a great stream. I love your shirt. <laughs> Nothing. Just, what's your eye rating? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, there's eye rating snobbery. There really yeah. is. I have a C Rob, currently Rob being the- one of those people. Oh, oh. Whatever. whatever. Bobby G. I got a C road license. I had to get it for Daytona, and I'll tell you what happened. And I have a, a what's it, 936, 963, whatever the number is. It's in the 900s. And um, there were a few accidents how do I say this? I hear people are like, oh, I got into an accident. It's an accident because other people put me in it. I mm-hmm. was not, I did not do yeah, it myself. Other people's fault. That's what I said. Other people's of circumstance. There we go. I, someone uh, aggressively invited me into a car crash that I did not want to be a part of. <laughs> and my, I was doing, I was grinding out the safety rating because um, if folks are listening, don't know, you can get your, license upgrade at the end of the season if you have a 3.0 safety rating or higher or you can get it in mid-season if it's a 4.0 so i was trying to grind out that 4.0 with my b to sign up for daytona at the end of january so i could race i think we'll talk about it later with uh, larry and any rabbits um and it was the spa mazda track mm. oh and a rouge yeah uh, it's just I was invited to all these accidents and then I got <laughs> obviously towed for two minutes and then I would start like P5 or P6 and then I would be P20 something. And I'd be like, oh, mm. darn. Yeah, the Mazdas are hit or miss. I, I remember um, going through the license progression progressions and what is it, Mazda to Skip Barber, something like that. Um, what's the next car? Is, it, do you, is Skip Barber? It's usually Skippies. Yeah, Skippies. Yeah. Yeah. Skippies are the most common, I think. The most fun next Skippies option. or the Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. yeah or I guess it was the Formula Renault 2.0. Yeah, open wheel. Yeah, that's, two, that's a D, too. Yeah, it's, it's hit or miss because, I don't know, Some in some respect, I mean, you have people come down to try to farm I-rating. Right. I don't know if that's a thing, but I think it is. Well, you get some people that's all they race is that stuff. Like they got mad, yeah. like a rookie, rookie Mazdas and one of, some of the D class stuff. And some people race that and nothing else. They just don't buy content. They spec well, the Mazda is fun to drive. I mean, it for is. Any, I love anybody. It. The Mazda is a lot of fun. I oh, think yeah. you were uh, almost going to put it on your stream last night at Daytona. We did a ton of um, Daytona driving last night with you on your Twitch stream because uh, we're also, we're, I think all four of us here are prepping for the Daytona 24. Um, and actually, we'll just kind of slide into that uh, because. That's really uh, an interesting thing to me because this is going to be your first uh, team, not only your first team endurance race, but your first, obviously, 24-hour team sim race. Is that right? With the Daytona 24? That was a really good transition, by the way. That was, like, super smooth. Um, I'm a professional. It's a good professional podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You guys are running here. 
Uh, yeah, it's my first endurance race, and I'm very curious to see how I will do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to practice. I mean, I've been practicing. I mean, right, just making sure I get my racing lines correctly, no sudden mm-hmm. movements, assert my dominant, not a dominance, but assert my line on the track. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse the LMP2s. Um, but <laughs> I think another thing is like, I drink a lot of water. <laughs> and oh, I heard yeah. that if yeah. like your, your fuel stops aren't that long. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? <laughs> how is this going to work? <laughs> yep. And then just um, eventually just my patience. If you're not used to right the two hour stints, um, making sure I have my correct braking lines, not using all that mental load. I'm like, Oh, how to do this. Cause by 45 minutes, I'll be exhausted if I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so making sure I have everything down packed. So I don't have to do too much thinking and just more drive, do your laps, do it cleanly. Again, don't do anything stupid where the LMP2s get confused. Watch out for them as they die of Bob, et cetera. Well, it's I, a kind of running joke I have, but I, I really do mean it in a way. In a way, I say, is that we're athletes. We sim racers. We're athletes. Uh, <laughs> right? No. I'd <laughs> I mean, say no. Awesome to a degree. I mean, well, if, if you upgrade from a G29, I understand you upgraded from a G29 to, which is what I've had, I'm waiting mm-hmm. for a formula wheel, which is similar to the one uh, you just got for Fanatec. Yes. Uh, and I think, is it a club sport uh, base? So that's, I mean, that's there. To, it's on camera here. It's physical. It's physical enough to do that. Uh, the formula wheel, uh, Bradley, who's not here tonight, he just got a formula wheel with the same base that you have. It's mm-hmm. really the same setup. And he, I mean, he hurt his wrist the first night. He wasn't ready for the formula wheel, the way it would twist or kind of take the same inputs. Leave for two seconds, and he's calling us athletes. I'm <laughs> in the I, other room, I, like, I no, we're know. not. We're not. <laughs> As no. Rob refills his uh, vodka soda. No. Uh, it's his more. G comes back. with vodka. What are you talking about? He's Whiskey ginger, bud. Rob is a true athlete. So, so I mean, this is not a video show, but we do have cameras, and I do want to describe. Rob is sitting with a vodka soda, wearing it's a Williams AMG dry fit shirt uh, because he breaks a sweat because he is an athlete. Breaks a sweat. He breaks I've always said when he drives. I always say we're closer to mathletes than athletes, but well, uh, I think you'll appreciate this. Ash is that uh, Rob has said previously that we are the jocks of pretend world. Sim racers are the jocks of pretend world. Yeah, it's true. I like that. <laughs> we're pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. We like, are. Makes me sound douchey, but you know, I'll <laughs> that's I my goal. This is, the, this is the one place we can be douchey. You know, like yeah. why not? You're amongst friends. Be douchey. Do it. My goal is to own Rob. That's that's it. That's all. I'm just trying to paint the picture. (laughs) But uh, I I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about, oh, the the athleticism of it, which is uh, you have to sit there and turn the wheel. Uh, but you but, will feel it. like after your first 24, like I remember after Le Mans the first time, like I was, oh, yeah. I felt it. Yeah. So, I mean it, yeah. It could just be sitting there all day. I don't know, but either way, yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. feel, obviously you don't feel the G forces and things like that, but the, uh, driving in the, in the virtual endurance race, I mean, for that long, I mean, you said even the bathroom aspect, mm-hmm. um, that's true. I think for all of us, I think, uh, many of us have tried to do a quick dash during a long pit stop. Uh, but that's a realistic thing. I mean, you have to be comfortable. I've certainly found myself over the past two years since we've been doing the team events on iRacing, uh, getting uncomfortable or getting trying to do a stint. I mean, I've made coffee at, at one o'clock in the morning, which is interesting as an adult to say. I mean, you're really letting yourself as an, as an adult. I mean, we're all 30-something here. Uh, we're letting ourselves kind of play a little bit, and it's kind of fun and exciting. I mean, I, I chose to do the night stints in our very first uh, – 
24 hour race because I just wanted to allow myself as a, an adult to do that. Something kind of interesting about it. Uh, but I've also wrecked the car because I, I legitimately was too tired to, to focus. So that's, a, that's definitely a real thing to have to navigate when you come to the 24 hour races. Uh, scheduling has been really important for us. I know uh, Larry and our team has team red on stale racing um, have been really careful with who we're scheduling. Just like, Hey, like, is this when you, is this when you usually sleep? Like, I know you want to stream at 3 AM, but like maybe you shouldn't for your first 24 yeah. hour or like stay up all 24 hours. Like make sure you get some sleep for your first time. It's not going to be, it's not like you're staying up and having a party. Like you're right. I think yeah. I was complaining yesterday on stream that my shoulders were hurting. I think I was just so tense because I didn't want to like crash in anyone, even though it was a hosted race, like it wouldn't have yeah. mattered for either rating. I was like, I don't want to just tense the entire yeah. time. And I can't imagine I mean, like, I, in the actual race how tense I'm going to be. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm semi joking with the athletes, but I mean, that's, that's a physical thing and it's a mindset. If anything, it's a mental, we're mental athletes, mathletes, as Rob says. Um, I, so our listeners are will know Annie Rabbits, Larry Annie and Larry Snail Racing. We had Annie on over the summer. Uh, those are the, the that's the team that you'll be racing with for the Daytona Daytona Twenty Four, uh, and that's exciting in its own right. And I know you'll be driving with Larry and a few other people. Uh, are you guys in the what car is it? The GTD, the Ferrari, I think. The Ferrari, yeah. And that's that's a stable car. I think that's a solid car to start out with. How, how are you liking the Ferrari so far? Uh, I don't know any other car besides the Monza and the W12. So. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoy it. Um, it'd be interesting one day to eventually move up to LMP2s and be more comfortable. Yeah. But as a noob, I think um, we were talking with the other folks on the team and Larry decided to go with the Ferrari because he thinks that's the best and we're working on setups right now and such. So it's going to yeah, be very I, cool. I've found the Ferrari to be a very stable, solid car. Um Took me a goddamn year to get you to buy it. Yes, <laughs> I. What were you driving instead? It was just his American exceptionalism coming in. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah, driving a fucking European car. Not this lawnmower tractor thing. No way. That's all right. I, yeah, like, I was going to go. It was all Lamborghini, Lamborghini, <laughs> Porsche, BMW. I was, uh, I was early on. I was obsessed with BMW. Like I thought BMW for some reason would pay me to drive BMWs virtually, uh, and then when I. Uh, basically divorced from that fantasy i've started to buy other cars and here lately i finally bought the ferrari now i will say the ferrari is not the best sounding car in the sim uh, i think lamborghini has to take that for me uh but i saw the ferrari in person for the first time at the indy eight hours back in october and it's a pretty cool looking car in person uh, so i grew an appreciation for it rob wore me down uh scuderia rubber guare and uh, I bought the Ferrari finally, uh, and it's okay. That's what I'll say. But I think it's a good car for, for folks that are not used to GTDs. I'll get you a Ferrari dry fit shirt as a gift, <laughs> as opposed to a Williams. There we go. There we go. And Rob is a Charles Leclerc fan. Indeed, I do like Charles. Um, but yeah, the the prototype. So that's what the three of us here are driving the uh, the prototype LMP2. We drove it in last year's nice. Daytona. Uh, it's a fun car to drive. It's really tricky on the throttle. And um, I think the next thing for us to kind of talk about, maybe laugh about, uh, the dynamic between the the slower class, the GTDs, and the LMP2s. You kind of mentioned it in getting mm -hmm. the mental preparation ready, which was being predictable for them and sometimes maybe dodging out of their way because anybody can drive the LMP2 e even if they're not ready for it. That's the interesting thing about that is sometimes they can be uh, violent cars out there, as in yeah. yeeting people <laughs> out of the way. 
That's what I've heard. So um, I've had some training sessions with some other really great iRacing streamers and they were like, oh, we're going to get you your fastest lap. And I was like, great. I'm great. Like, well, yeah, let's get a fastest lap. But also like, what's the safe <laughs> like, line? <laughs> and what do I do if an LMP- LMP2 like dies me on this corner? They're like, they're not going to pass you. It's like, what do they do? Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in 24 hours or in the last couple of hours when they're trying to either gain the time back or just win and just go for it. I'm just like, I need to know what to do in all circumstances. Welcome to anxiety. It's just all issues. I need all emergency plans ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I think having a having a game plan is a good idea, and uh, I, I assume Larry. I mean, Annie and Larry have been into it now for a bit. Mm-hmm. Some of the team members, I'm sure they'll be maybe ease some of that, give some advice, and and having a team that's somewhat established, like Snail Racing. Uh, you've been coaching with uh, people that certainly know how to coach. I think. I mean, I've been watching some of the sessions you did with Daniel Murad on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Muradness fan, big Daniel Murad fan, and. Uh, I mean, the the streams that you guys did, the stream he did with you that was coaching, uh, to all, I mean, we were all watching that because it's it's just gold. I mean, he it is was legendary. Yeah. Yeah. It was so just, cool. it was I completely just changed the way I think it, yeah. about a lot of stuff racing. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's great it's stuff. Good. I'm sure it's, it's just a matter of time before we, for all of us go in there and, and try to get the same coaching. Uh, so you've worked with Daniel Murad. You've worked with Samsoid, I believe. Yep. Very recently. Was it even yesterday? As soon as yesterday? Yeah, we uh, we did a session literally yesterday. Uh, David Sampson, Samson on Twitch. Um, awesome. I just these guys are one so kind. I have a big thing on time, just for your mm-hmm. viewers. Just like time is a finite resource. You can't buy more of it. You can't get more of it. So if someone's yeah. spending their time to teach you, and like go mm-hmm. over this with you, even though they know this at like, the back of their hand, and they're like, "Oh, this is an apex," and you're like, "What? <laughs> yeah. This is this is a break. This is a throw." No, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate it, and they've been. So, so, so kind. And I've learned a lot, just how to dissect a track, how to figure out how to adjust things in the car, in the garage, right in the options section to adjust for my kind of driving style, et cetera. So it's been great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I can only imagine you're, you're going into your first virtual 24 to have somebody that's won the real 24 coaching <laughs> you and giving you advice. I mean, that's, that's, uh, what did I, you do here at this time? <laughs> do you remember <laughs> That's a, probably semi-intimidating, but also holy shit kind of situation. So that's that's really cool. Um, the thing I appreciate about the sim racing community, and this is, uh, I think, throughout Twitch, or just a general content creation, I'm sure you guys will kind of maybe understand as soon as I say it. And viewers are going to be like, well, that's so obvious. But kindness really just pays off. I I know that seems like, duh, of course you want to be good and kind to other people. But you'd be surprised on like Twitch or other people, egos get involved and stuff. But the iRaising community, like all the major creators and stuff have been nothing but kind with their time, their advice. They've been so, so sweet. They're just, they're just passionate about it. And I 100% appreciate that. Yeah, that's something I've noticed here, even in the last six months was uh, I'm almost filling up my Discord with communities and every right. community is just awesome. I, I think oh, I need to purge some of these communities. I've got so much on my Discord. I get so many notifications, but uh, they're all awesome. I don't want to miss anything on any of them, and uh, I'm spending too much time keeping up with them all. But I love I love uh, Muradness. Uh, we, we're on Coach Dave. We've got our own. Uh, I just joined yours, uh, which uh, we'll give some links here at the end uh, to join that. Uh, but everybody's just kind of really friendly. The Twitch streams are friendly. Uh, I, I'm not somebody that watches a whole bunch of other Twitch streams, so I don't know what those are like, but I can imagine there are certainly some that are better than others, but I've yet to see a, a bad iRacing 
Twitch-based uh, Twitch stream or Discord community so far. So that's really cool. Some folks see like Twitch streamers and you're like, oh, that's a nice person. And then you'll talk to them because you're like, oh, let's talk about, you know, content create, like, I don't know, let's talk about ideas for 2022 and stuff. And you're like, oh, you're not what you are on camera. That is very interesting. <laughs> Two completely um, different people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. And then I'm like, no wonder your Twitch chat kind of sucks. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, no yeah, wonder uh, I don't enjoy it here. Uh, <laughs> it's very interesting the whole just the whole shebang of the internet. Of course, you can be one person to different people and people change yeah. in Twitch chats too. You're like, wait a second. It's not what you said to mine or like not what you do in mine. Um, that is true. No one ever owes you anything, of course, but um, just a general kindness. And if you don't have time, completely understand, but um, just, just say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody right. just be genuine out there. Yeah. yeah. Genuine people, human beings. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting. It, there's like a, we say that, I mean, you get on any type of, I mean, with racing, with sim racing, I feel more than any other type of, I'm going to say the G word game, which is oh, geez. a terrible word to say. And I did you guys hear that? I hear a click clack of a thousand keyboards. I'm going to say the G word uh, more than any other game or simulation or whatever it is. My God, do emotions, emotions run high. People get pissed off. I mean, mm -hmm. we all are guilty of it. Uh, it's a very individual team. You know, sometimes with sim with endurance racing, it's team-based, but a lot of times it's individual when you're in the official races and things happen. You make mistakes. People get prideful. They don't want to apologize or they apologize profusely, profusely and don't get forgiven. Uh, I think uh, just this week in a league race, a road league that we run and race in, uh, we had somebody that made a mistake, took somebody out, uh, and then sent them iRacing credits. Pay, literally paid them because they felt so bad. That's that's an interesting dynamic. I, I appreciate that, you know, integrity. I guess. Um, but then you get people that won't accept apologies. I mean, it's very it gets heated sometimes. But at the end of the day, we all kind of like real racing. Everybody kind of you know, if things go south and people need a hand, the drivers, which in the case there are many of us sim drivers. We're kind of there for each other because it is a niche community. It's very specific, and we all kind of help each other out. And I think that's the case with the coaching, with the streams, with the content. Um, I mean, we even did the same over the summer. There was an Assetto Corsa. It was a Sim Racer 604, Rob, uh, who somebody was messing with them really badly with content, trying to get yeah, them. Yeah, kept on, on filing DCMA claims against Yeah, them. bullshit stuff. So we even did a special emergency episode even though I, Tyler, am not, I'm, I'm so iRacing centric. Uh, even we, I mean, we did an emergency episode just to kind of raise attention to it. So it's kind of that kind of thing. Jimmy Broadbent did the same. Um, everybody kind of circles the wagons, as I say. We have to circle the wagons. I think wagons you guys are being naive. I'm just going to prove it next time she's on stream. I'm just going to pop in, say something about Lewis and Max and leave and just leave. <laughs> just stir the shit. Rob's going to stir oh, yeah. the F1 shit. Can't do it in my chat. They're not going to talk So, uh, you do. Uh, you've done a lot of F1 content. I'm excited for the new F1 season uh, to tune into your channel and into your content. Um, and we're also. I'm going to bookmark this. We're going to have to get you in our F1 fantasy league because uh, oh, be it was a, be cool. <laughs> it was a big thing last year, and I think it's going to be even bigger this coming year. Uh, and we also had a a Dutchman win our fantasy league, so it, it mapped oh, along geez. the F1 season. But oh, uh, man. yeah, <laughs> although it was not as controversial. Uh, what did you th What did you think of the last race of the F1 season? I'll ask you that. 
deep sigh. Um, <laughs> obviously, like Max winning, great. Like he's obviously had been the most consistent. Awesome. That's not the issue I have. Of course, the biggest issue is how it all went down. Um, the thing is, I'm really big in my channel of trying to get new Formula One fans, especially Americans, because I'm in the U.S. And the I don't think the drama turned new fans away. I think it was the confusion because he spent all season yeah. like, OK, these are the rules. And then like they wouldn't give penalties to like Lewis cutting a corner, but they gave it to Max. But like apparently he gave time back, but they didn't really he didn't. It's just like they were inconsistent. So new fans were, okay, that's weird. And then this happened and they go, wait, I thought the rules were this, but now this happened. I thought the safety car was supposed to, it was just the way it went down is terrible. And then of course the explosion on social media from each fandom, um, of course, the loudest ones are the most annoying ones oh, on each yeah. side. So I, I got away from yeah. the internet, even though it's like my job or our jobs, right? It's <laughs> like, let me just put right. this down and, um, back away of course uh interesting race to the that last couple of laps awesome for max definitely deserved but the way it went down yeah kind of caliente yeah it's I, i'm with you on that i mean it was just twitter was too much in the aftermath of that race i mean twitter's always too much just letting you know. yeah <laughs> you're, you're not race. wrong about that <laughs> it's always a bit much i think it's still uh, too it, much it was it is. was what do the kids say these days it was extra uh <laughs> but it, yeah yeah it was, inter I was entertained. I think Rob was, Rob, we had to talk Rob off the ledge when it, it looked was. like Lewis was going to oh, win. Oh, whenever Lewis was going to win. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. despondent there for a few laps. Rob, Rob is end. wearing his Williams F1 shirt, but he has a lot of Max gear. I do. So. I got gear for all the teams almost. Yeah. Rob, Rob goes all around. He dips into everything. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I do. I, I have an Aston monster. Martin shirt and I have a McLaren shirt. I like it all. One of oh, I definitely time. want an Aston Martin shirt. I love the, I love the green. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I got that. Uh, where did I grab that? At uh, Mid Ohio IndyCar, in a truck, after four, <laughs> three beers, and and if you like had, in a parking lot, like <laughs> yes, it was in, in a parking lot. Car. That's right. It was very sketchy. I'm sure it's legit equipment. Uh, when you have a few beers and you see some F1 equipment, even though it's a million dollars, you always grab it. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way she goes. Are you sure Aston Martin spelled correctly on the shirt? I got did you, did you get a real one? <laughs> <laughs> um, so with, I mean, 2022 coming up, it's going to be kind of a toss-up, I guess, uh, with the new car. Uh, really tough to kind of give takes on on 2022, I feel. Uh, I mean, we can give them. It doesn't mean they're going to be good takes. <laughs> yeah, they, they're going to be lukewarm, yeah. I suppose. Um. I've I've kind of become more of a McLaren fan, so I really hope to see McLaren get out there. I think I, I believe you were talking. I believe it was you last night talking about hoping that Lando wins. Maybe that was somebody else, but um, I hope to see Lando win because Russia was brutal. Mm -hmm. Although he kind of called the shots there and didn't really work yeah, out. Consequences of his actions, he's learned. Yeah. What to do now? So yeah. whether there's a brutal way to learn, which it was, um, now he knows yeah. for next time. But 2022, I think, is definitely be interesting. The new regulations and the new car and such. Um, I remember getting together with a bunch of other Formula One streamers, and we were talking about who we think is going to be not dominant, but who we think is going to take on the new car pretty well. And I was thinking definitely Hamilton, Verstappen, of course. They're just so in tune with their cars and a whole nother level. Um, and then I think Vettel surprisingly going to do well with the new car. I hope so. and I, I think Ferrari. 
Char Leclerc, or we call we call him Chuck Leclerc on my stream. I really just want to keep saying Chuck. Um, and uh, Carlos Sainz. I don't think I think they'll be fine, right? Just like how they are now. But I don't think they're going to take the new car too too well. But I mean, I'm happy to eat my words as the season starts. I want to see mm -hmm. some obviously close racing, which the new car hopefully does provide. And hopefully the TV direction so shows us some midfield battles because I just keep seeing Max and Lewis, which is great. Like that's fun, but for 56, 72 laps, you got you got to show yeah. us some other passes happening on the track. Yeah, we. I mean, we know it's not going to be Ham Verbot, the meme of Ham Verbot, but it might be Ham Ver Russ uh, this year. <laughs> George George Russell, I kind of just glossed over him. Uh, I think we all have sympathy for George Russell after his fill-in race where he had some heartbreak. He's going to, we all know he's going to do well, right? He was doing well till yeah. that exact moment. Um, a lot of folks are saying, I oh, like George Russell for 2022. And I was like, no, not at first, maybe 2023, yeah. but 2022, I think he's going to learn from the team, learn from Hamilton, kind of not play as big of a second fiddle role as Valtteri did, but yeah. not be as dominant as we think he's going to be. And then 2023, I think he might explode and be like, oh, sorry, Hamilton, see you later, old man. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be time go. for Lewis to win. move along. Yeah, I have a feeling he'll like play the parent. Yeah, it'll be the lesser fiddle thing for sure. I'd say it's just like you yeah. can't, you won't be able to make him do it as much because this, the, the, there'll be a, a smaller gap in skill. I think will be pretty evident between, mm -hmm. uh, you know, him and Hamilton versus uh, Bottas and Hamilton. So. so, so say for some reason Lewis leaves after next year and it's George and who? Who do you think takes that seat? George and somebody else? Is it somebody that we see now? Is it somebody else that's up and coming? How cool would it be if Lando Norris just consistently top three? That yeah. would be what everyone wants to see. And I think he's yeah. figuring out the McLaren and hopefully this new car really works towards his favor. Um, that'd be really incredible. I think Danny Rick doesn't fit McLaren, the team, very well, let alone the car we could talk about. That's mm -hmm. a whole other debate. <laughs> I'm going with the yeah. team after for now. Um, I don't think he's going to be Lando Norris anytime soon. Yeah, I could see... <laughs> And it's kind of laid the it's being laid out. I could see Pato Award jumping from IndyCar to F1 Ooh. and jumping into that other McLaren seat. That, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm a I'm a Pato fan, so that's kind of biased. I would like to see that. Um, Logan Sargent, give me an American. Yeah, that would that's, be nice. I would take that over. I've been talking about him a while because the three of us are American. Rob, go go screw off somewhere uh, up in Canada. Uh, I would <laughs> More, love to you see two Canadians on the American grid compared to no Americans, bud. <laughs> Because Haas F1 kind of yeah, we, we we might pay our way onto the grid, but still, <laughs> indeed you do. But I would love to see. I mean, um, I remember back the I've talked about it here before the back when USF1 was a pipe dream and it didn't come to fruition. Yeah. We all thought that Alexander Rossi would be the American F1 driver, somebody like that, Marco Andretti even. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that would be very cool. I would love that because Haas F1 is certainly. I love Roman Grosjean. I'm glad he's in IndyCar now. But now Haas F1 literally is like, it's like a, a spit in our eye. It's a Russian-backed team. And it's, you know, it's based in Charlotte. It's presumably the American F1 team, but not really. Not May exactly. I be controversial for a moment? Do it. Please, Go for it. Please. So many people were angry on TikTok, but TikTok's always angry. Um, <laughs> I said Haas was on America's F1 team. And of course, before everyone comments, wait one second. You're like, you did based in America. And I was like, <laughs> okay, have you been there? And I had to have a few folks like uh, like Jamie Price Photography, who's like, yeah, I've been there and there's nothing Formula One related in North Carolina. 
China. Like they say there, and he's like, I've been there. There's nothing there. Um, maybe some kind of testing, like 30% of it. And the rest is overseas or barely 30% of it. There's nothing yeah. in North Carolina that anything. And then if, okay, here we go. Sorry. You might have to cut this out. <laughs> if class was America's F1 well, team, why aren't you like doing F1 in middle school or doing STEM programs for America or like the education yeah. thing? Like, why aren't you partnering with the U.S. Department of Ed and being like, oh, STEM yeah. or partnering with like NASCAR, you know, like send Mick Schumacher to like wave a NASCAR finish flag or something. Like, yeah. like literally, I see none of their faces anywhere in the U.S. They're not on Good Morning America. How cool would that be? Like, oh, the America's yeah. F1 team. Like, here they are in Good Morning America. They would People would eat that up, but they're not doing it. It's such easy yeah. stuff. I mean, Daniel Ricardo was on Ellen DeGeneres. Like, in the McLaren <laughs> Zach Brown is doing a hell of a better job as America's F1 team, quote-unquote, for McLaren. Yeah, than yeah. that is true. Yeah. I mean, McLaren has the presence in IndyCar. God, they're so uh, that's good kind at of what, media. They're so great. They're yeah, so that's great. kind of what, you know, I have a lot of McLaren gear as a, as a fan uh, uh, from, for that team, and that's really era McLaren SP. Uh, seeing them over the past year at, at a lot of IndyCar races, uh, seeing Pato's engagement with the fans it made me really like pato uh i've always liked felix rosenquist uh so and then seeing that they put even more of an investment into the indycar side of things here in the u.s i mean it kind of really connects the two in a way that i like uh haas f1 i mean i listen so we're we're based all of us here are based in north america uh three of us are based in america rob's close enough you're an honorary american uh, i listen to, so to for us for all of us yeah, <laughs> Rob's used to this around. I love America. Yeah, Rob Rob loves America. Uh, we're used to, you know, it's a morning activity. So I'll usually listen to, I'll go, I'll watch F1, I'll go exercise, I'll listen to the uh, F1 post race radio show. And when I go exercise, that's based out of Austin, Texas. It's like a local, local Austin radio station. And uh, they're always so Haas centric. And it always just kind of, Makes me cringe. I don't like it. It's like what they're they so hot-centric. Like it's our team. They're P nineteen twenty. Like what were they? Yeah. How was it? Like how that Nikita was one second slower than Mick the entire like every single yeah. race. Like what are they? Twenty. No, no real. Nobody cares. Twenty. Always, like, always complaining about something. No, no. Well, yeah. they're always like next week we have Gunther Steiner, which I get. That. That's, that's oh, all. Awesome. 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 Like twenty-five like, things you didn't know about Gunther Steiner. Right. It's always <laughs> hot. Like it's the Olympics, you know. It's like it's the Olympics, and that's our U- Team USA. It's like no, it's not Team USA. It's the Russian so, Federation. Yeah, that's my grievance on that. Is I want to see, I think an American driver would be. Yeah, you just need Logan Sargent to come up. You, Get exactly. that Williams seat. But I don't want to start there, right? No, he's well, with Williams all, now. So yeah, I don't know if you covered safe. this at all, or if if this rumor. I don't know how wide it was, but I've I've thought for a while. The at least the internet thought that Colton Herter was going to F one. That's because they, they thought Andretti so sure was. Colton Herta. Because they thought Andretti was, yeah. Andretti yeah. was going to buy, uh, what was it, Sauber? Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Alfa Romeo, yeah. yeah. That fell through right before yeah. Coda. That was promising for like a, we thought there was a day it was going to come and it just didn't happen. Yeah, that like, oh yeah, he's touring this, he's touring the factory, he's there. Right. Like two days later, he's like, yeah, no. Yeah. He really didn't like that factory, so he no. said, I'm pulling out. <laughs> it's too much money. There's no Kimi Raikkonen uh get the blankets <laughs> on the tires. We cannot do this. <laughs> I need my water bottle. Um, but yeah, the F1, I mean, we're, we're pumped for F1. Uh, we're going to get you in our F1 Fantasy League on Grid Rival. Uh, I'll get you an invite to that. Um, so with Sim Racing in 2022, you got we have a whole year ahead. You're starting it the biggest possible way with the Daytona 24. But 
uh, going back to sim racing. Uh, mm-hmm. Once Daytona is done, however it goes, I think it'll go well because you're you have a good safe mindset for it. And with endurance racing, staying out of the garage, I think, is the key. I mean, pace pace is great, but if your balls to the walls nonstop and you just run into people uh, and, and spin and push it, uh, I mean, those guys, those drivers, spend time in the garage and they don't finish well. Uh, but beyond Daytona, I mean, I think I racing. Do you look to stay around iRacing and, and keep um, moving in the different cars like the P2 and things like that? Sorry, I was giving silence there so you can cut this part. I'm looking for my next race. Oh, here we go. Um, I had a, another Twitch streamer. She's an amazing sim racer as well, uh, Viola GT. She's mm. She goes, if you want. Like, she's doing me the favor when she, it's like, yeah. it's the big deal that she's asking me. Very polite of her again. Everyone's so sweet. She goes, I'd love to have you on my team with me for the 24 hour Nurburgring on iRacing. Yes. So that would be my next big thing to survive the Nurburgring. That will, that's, that scared me, I will say. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Did I tell you I have anxiety? Don't tell me that was scary. That, uh, I was anxious for Nurburgring. It gave all those anxiety. It's so common. Num- <laughs> number one, number one, it's a good thing that you're, you're, you're skipping Bathurst, which is the GT3 at Bathurst. Rob and I completely fucked ourselves at Bathurst. Hey, what happened uh, there? Oh, we died. Oh, They're yeah. trying to rope me into that crap, too. Well, Patrick was on the team, but we wrecked that car well uh, before. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold it. Hold it. I wasn't on the team. You pulled me onto the team. And I didn't. I said, I don't want to. I think that Bathurst. means the same not, thing. No. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I wasn't going to do that. I had you don't have to turn on your computer. You're not forced to do this. Right. It's optional. Just sleep in. Pretend yeah. you don't see anyone's text. But they were so like, yeah. you yeah. have to do it. And blowing up my phone, I was just like, oh, fuck. We ultimately wrecked. Rob and I wrecked before we handed the car over. Uh, Bathurst, I mean, Bathurst is a good way to prep for Nürburgring. Parts of it. Uh, Nürburgring, I just had trouble with memory. Uh, really, my struggle with Nürburgring was uh, even after... I practice as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Time is always the issue there with practice. Um, but it took me probably till near the end of the 24 hours, probably even the wow. overnight stints that I drove, I had trouble on the second half of the course where I didn't really know what was coming next. <laughs> I didn't have any anticipation whatsoever. And that was, I don't, I don't think I wrecked us out, uh, but I was so hesitant in the dark, which I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of realistic, but, uh, my, I mean, I think now I could do it, but it took practice for a 24 and a whole 24 and then some other pickup races before I felt good there. But that that's a fun challenge, though. I don't think it's something to be anxious about so much as it's you're taking a lot on your plate, but it's kind of right. exciting to do that, I think, because you don't want it to get too easy because there's nothing to really, you know, look forward to, I feel. Yeah, everyone solves like the irate, like when they're learning about a new track or learning how to handle a new car, they all, everyone learns in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the way I see iRacing, which really appeals to me is because I really like puzzles. So I see the track as a big puzzle and each corner is a piece. And then when it yeah. clicks together, it just, it makes sense. And you're like, wow, this feels good. I got bust up a couple of times really yeah. good yesterday. And like, I interrupted what I was saying and I was like, damn, that was really good. Bat- <laughs> like a bust stop. I think I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> and Chad's like, okay, what you- all right, <laughs> let's lower that ego a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, that felt good. That was amazing. Um, just when you get it, you get it. Um, so yeah. I'm sure I can practice for Nürburgring, but it's going to take it corner by corner, just getting it all together and then applying it to a race. I'm sure with tons of other cars zooming by you, um, either feels satisfactory when you don't die. 
And everyone knows it's like the Matrix. If you die in iRacing, you die in real life. So got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. I yeah, like just that. don't die. Otherwise, you die in real life. <laughs> just don't, don't do die. It. Yeah. Don't don't kill anybody. Don't, uh, I guess that's actually more important is don't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's uh, more important. Bradley, who's not here, was acu- literally accused in chat for a, a Sebring race of being a murderer. Somebody yeah. messed, DM'd him, said, you are a murderer. A little bit hyperbolic, I feel. FBI, but, uh, open up. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's hey, he ended up apologizing. Murderer. I think it was the right, right thing to do. He well, apologized, but did he send them money? He didn't send them any. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a victimless crime. Well, it Bradley's <laughs> like defense, me and him did something really, really stupid of just going into a race with no practice. So yeah, in a car we ready. don't drive. Yeah, you have to be ready. No, no, nothing too impulsive. Hosted sessions, you can be impulsive. There's no doubt about that. But, um, but yeah, we're I'm I'm very excited to see how everything goes for the Daytona 24. Um, driving with Snail Racing, Larry Rabbits, um, awesome people. Um, do you have any more, uh, any other coaching lined up or are you just going to be practicing, just kind of practicing in sessions and just getting reps in basically? Uh, basically just getting reps in. I might, uh, again, um, Sam, so uh, David Samson just might maybe do like one more session before just to clear some lines up and again, practice with those LMP2s make like he's gonna be racing the lmp2 so maybe get him in one and just i'm like just dive bomb me and that's what i was telling chat yesterday i was like if you guys gonna get in the lmp2 and just whiz <laughs> by me and just be as like as annoying or as quote unquote bad driving as you possibly can just so i can prepare for the worst um that would make me feel more confident in my skills because i would feel absolutely awful if i ruined someone's race just terrible like people who are actually mm-hmm. trying to win and, you know, they've also practiced putting their time, their money, their effort, et cetera, into this. So just want to make sure it's a clean race. And our goal as a team is just just survive and finish. That's our number one goal is a bunch of noobs. So um, just practicing that. Yeah, that that's a solid goal. And yeah, uh, in the sessions last night for your stream, I tried to, Rob and I both tried to play the part of the aggressive LMP2. I know. Flash our aggressive <laughs> headlights. Because headlights are always controversial. People get upset at being flashed at. And people yeah. get upset. I didn't mind. I just didn't notice. <laughs> I felt terrible. I, eventually, when someone mentioned that you guys were flashing lights, I was like, oh, that's what I need to look out for. I didn't know that was a thing. But that <laughs> kind of makes sense. Well, some people do it just well, to be dicks. That's yeah. that's uh, the uh, thing about it. Is some people just do it as a dick move, just to pester. I've never used my lights ever. Oh, well, that's bullshit. I've never no, even, no. I don't even have, I've never mapped that button. Oh, bullshit. I swear to God. <laughs> Rob's a saint. He's a saint. I've never flashed my lights at anybody. He's got receipts. I I got replays, son. I got replays. No, I'd love to see it. (laughs) Roll the tape of Rob uh, flashing the kneading. Yeah. (laughs) But I've done it to him, too, so it's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm I'm guilty. I've I've, um, held the flash button until I cleared somebody when they upset me. We all have our ups and downs. Nobody's perfect. If it was like a um a, like a quote unquote language that we all understood, like if an LMP2 is coming, it's like, hey, I'm going to pass you on this corner. Here's like a double flash. You know, like when you're driving on the road and someone double flashes you, means there's a cop up ahead. Like if we, since we all understand that, can we all in iRacing understand that this means this and this means this? Because um, I, maybe this is toxic and I hate to be it, but you know, kind of spice of life. Um, just <laughs> like when you're driving a Mazda race and the blue car two laps down is like fighting you for that position. Yeah. And I understand. I completely understand. It's my job to pass them. Yeah. But like, you're just like, can you just let me go? <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> and I, I got to learn to pass them. I absolutely understand. But sometimes 
just let me go. <laughs> What's Blue the big flag. idea? Blue flag driver. <laughs> Blue flag. Blue flag. <laughs> No, Michael, no. <laughs> I, was, I, was trying to I knew that, that was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh. It's so not right. <laughs> no, Michael, no. Oh, God. <laughs> on, the, on that note, uh, I want to thank you for joining us. That's Ash Vandalay, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Ash Vandalay. Ash Vandalay on Twitter. And uh, for all the links, go to beacons.ai forward slash Ash Vandalay. All the spellings and links will be in the show description. Uh, it's been about an hour here. It doesn't feel like it, uh, but it's been a good time. And I think this is a good way for us to kick off the Daytona 24 month. And uh, we'll be watching on Twitch and following along and joining those uh, fun runs and tests. And I uh, hope you'll join us again here on the show, maybe sometime afterwards to recap it. Yeah. When I win the Daytona, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Thank you guys call Nürburgring. We'll, we'll do oh, a yeah. therapy session before Nürburgring. How about that? That'd be great. And maybe you guys can dive on me there on, too. We'll do another hosted session on stream. And that'd be there we go. Fun. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll do a test. We'll get all of our, our folks in and uh, and be as aggressive as possible. Yes, please. Thank you so much for having me. That's Ash Vandelay. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. Setups. Whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements in sim racing. However, so many of us don't have the time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. The Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season car and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeCh data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups, but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. That's greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is also brought to you by the Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA, with the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, some of the best designs can you'll see, by the way. For the tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. Bad Weather, the proud sponsor of the Mad Sim Racing TC Sports Series, coming in 2022. And it's back on the end of the apex. We want to thank uh, Ash Vandelay once again for joining us tonight. Uh, as we kick off January, we kick off 2022. Uh, it's really going to, we're going to pick up the pace on the Daytona 24 coverage and discussion, uh, both virtual and uh, the actual IMSA event. Um, 
Things are really shaping up for the road trip and things are shaping up for the virtual drive. Uh, the first thing I want to talk to or, or kind of close out with you guys, we did a lot of virtual 24 talk with Ash and um, I just kind of want to gauge before we have other folks on over the next coming weeks. Um, so obviously the three of us are driving uh, with, for Into the Apex, uh, representing Into the Apex and our, our sim team, uh, Mad Sim Racing, driving the LMP2. Um, how are you guys feeling? I mean, uh, it's we're kind of going through, and I think it's not just us, and that's why it's relevant. I think a lot of sim drivers who are coming back for this event, um, big teams or otherwise, or you know, medium teams that are uh, repeat endurance driving teams, uh, are are doing what we kind of discussed earlier. You put reps in, uh, and you've and I notice, and I kind of start to have this feeling as somebody that's been in a sim racing for more than a year as you kind of go around the calendar a second time uh, and you start to just hit these special events again and again, much like I imagine the real drivers do. So it's like another level of immersion from the real racing to the sim racing is you start to hit the same main events, just like anybody, somebody that plays professional golf, football, whatever it is. Uh, you hit these events again, these milestones, and you do the prep. Uh, and that's right. I mean, some things are athlete-like. I won't say our physiques, maybe. Although I'm a god, I'm a god. This is a temple, but uh, <laughs> uh, some things are athletic-like, right? Uh, so as you put the reps in, do you feel prepared? Do you feel? I guess the question to put out there is, uh, and not just for us, but for us to, to kind of contemplate on here now. Uh, but for people that are out there that are doing the, that are in the same situation, do you feel? better prepared after the practice going into this year's event than you did uh, last year's event. Holy fuck. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> can you simplify the fucking question? Do you ever see that? Remember that F1 <laughs> that guy asked that really long winded question. That's what I felt like was happening. There. Uh, Rob, I'm trying to articulate this as good as I can. Do you, are you fucking ready, Rob? I'm, I'm good to go. Are, are you really? Man, like last year when I used to do endurance races, if I was like, really like right? if I was to ask Kayla to tell you guys, like I would pace around the house the morning of because I'd be a nervous wreck. Last year, yeah, whenever I was doing like because a lot of them were my first time doing them, but like now it's just like I've done so many endurance events, like that just feeling is gone. So like I don't even worry about it anymore. I know I'll be the ready. first. 24-hour race you did. The first team endurance race you did, which was also my first team endurance race, the Le Mans 24 in 2020. You were pacing in a nervous wreck? I mean, I did it for every event. Didn't so matter how big event, or small. You were pacing. Oh, yeah. So you cared what happened in that event. Oh, absolutely. I didn't want to be the guy to wreck everyone. <laughs> it's, funny how time, it's funny how time changes your perception of people and you become close because at that time, for that first race, you were the first person to race with Bradley and I on a team mm. level. Patrick was number two. You were number one. You guys are the OGs. I'll give you that. But at the time, we really didn't know what to make of you, Rob. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that now. We didn't know if we could count on you or not. We didn't know if you really cared. We weren't even sure if you'd show up. You did show up. You didn't set your pit limited button, but you did show up. I hadn't even thought about it. Like That's how new to iRacing I still was. Like I was literally like two weeks before where I turned my first lap in any road car and I could barely keep it on the track. And I had already told you guys I would do the 24 and I was in utter freak out mode, just doing I tons of MX five races, just trying to get it. The idea of road racing and I racing down. 
it's fascinating to me to hear that now because I didn't get that sense from you then. You were no, you I completely were, hit it. You were you were almost bashful, Rob. Yeah, almost a shy little fella. I was. I didn't know you like I know you now. Exactly. I mean, for the Christ's sake, you're going to say there. you're going to sleep in the same room as me in in less than a month at our at my house to go to Daytona. I know, man. Been fucking people say time flies by, man. A lot of time, a lot of things, a lot of things happen in a year. They do because back, but back then for that race, wouldn't have been able to tell you if Rob was ready to go. Wouldn't have been able to tell you if Rob was really into it or not. No, man, it was was terrifying. It was absolutely fucking terrifying. Fast forward, Rob is wanting to do double duty in endurance racing tomorrow. (laughs) The day we record this, Rob wants to do two endurance races at the same time. So I know Rob's Rob's fired up for endurance racing. Oh, freaking right, really is. It's going to be a good year. I'm going to do all what the majors. Did, did Petit Lamar do that for you? Go into it? Um, I don't know what it was. I know I just, I wasn't racing as much for a while. There was a couple of months where I just really was wasn't racing as much. And then just something happened. I, I can't remember what it was specifically. It might've been just an F1 race. And then like, it's just something where you just say, fuck it. I'm getting behind the wheel. And it could have been an AI race for all I know. Just something where like I had a good race. It was fun. And it just... You know, things click would again, you, right? Would you say that the statement that Bradley often says that makes me want to punch him in the face, that you needed a shot in the arm, would you say that applied to you somehow? Yeah, to some degree. So somewhere... Well, it, wasn't somewhere like a, it was never like, it, it was never like oh, I don't want to sim race anymore. It's just like I had sim race so much Burnout. because there was nothing else to do. And then once the world started getting back to normal and I had options to do other things, I really wanted to take advantage of that time, right? What is What does the world have to offer you, Rob? Well, just anything, golf and travel and I mean, you like just things Hollywood. outside you of the house. Fishing. What is the world just really getting into the house. Getting out of the house. Only if Gandalf visits do you have something really to get pumped about. <laughs> when he brings his fireworks and adventure. Oh, my God. And his pipe. Don't forget his pipe. the pipe. <laughs> Rob likes the pipe. <laughs> Otherwise, I just pretend like you don't get to do anything until you get to come to America. Well, nothing that counts anyway. Yeah, that's Coming true. To America, fuck! I love America. <laughs> America. I, feel like a, I, feel like a, I feel like there's a little American in me. Yeah, why? Why don't you just move here at this point? Oh, because there's just too many things we have here that are good, like uh, better beer, healthcare, beer, healthcare, uh, pensions, and all that stuff. It's yeah, pensions are better. Yeah, just just the quality of life that I would have would go down if I went to the United States. Do you have a basement I could live in? Yeah. Can I live there? You want to? That was easy. Cost of living's probably cheaper there too. Oh, I'm living. I'm in smallest province in smallest province in the country, so it's super cheap. He lives on he lives on the Truman Show Island. The boat, the ferry doesn't even work. It's fake. Everything's fake. The planes are fake. (laughs) Travel agent can't get you off the island because you can't travel because you're in a dome. It's all fake. You thought you were at Petit Le Mans? Nope. No, you were in a hologram. Simulation in inside a simulation. <laughs> it was in a simulation. You were in VR. That was. It's all been. It's all been. Gro- they've been grooming you with the VR headset this whole time. You and that grooming. <laughs> Patrick and I. We live in the real world. We've been pl- unplugged from the Matrix. Yeah, sometimes we it feels like that. We use monitors. One day I'll use a formula wheel. One day when Fanatec decides to. Uh, be able to supply its demand. One day. It is actually kind of crazy with that stuff, though. That like they they advertise it and then they just can't keep up with it in a sense. You know what I mean, it's just like it's I don't know. 
I know the sim racing is kind of weird because it's like, how many of them are you going to make? Like how many people are actually going to buy them? Like sim racing, isn't that big of it's big, it's gotten bigger, but it's still pretty like a niche slice of the gaming market. Right. And you only have a certain, a subset of a subset of people who are going to buy a certain level of product. So, and how can you gauge like, what production levels you're going to consistent. Exactly. Add. Right. Like for them, it's probably makes way more sense to be on back order all the time and know how many you have to make and put out than to be sitting on a whole bunch of them at the end because people bought them and you, know, you over produce by 200% or something. Yeah. Well, so I guess we might've just talked it through in about 30 seconds with a <laughs> small, small fucking, amount of content. Oh, it doesn't sense. make me feel any damn better, Rob. I mean, I ordered I ordered my CSL DD eight eight NM and my Club Sport Formula Wheel. I ordered that at the end of November, and it said at the time I ordered available January third. That's now changed to uh, on the site February. But I emailed support; they said January twenty second somehow for my stuff. So that I believe that when I see it, I'm not counting on anything at any time. But it's kind of like, uh, and I I notice Fanatec people, you know. Fanatec purchasers. I mean, the forums for Fanatec are there are some hot people on there. There are some apolog some Fanatec apologists on there. Um, and at, at, I mean, ultimately, I was looking at eBay and looking at the secondhand market because I just wanted the stuff. But obviously, it wasn't going to get here by Christmas. I was way too late, and, and it was a pipe dream to hope that I would get the equipment I wanted by Christmas. It just didn't happen for me. Yeah, so I've accepted that. We're well, we're well past that. Yeah, and I'm a couple of weeks out from waiting for Thrustmaster to hopefully make their announcement for their direct drive wheel. But it's like, will I even be able to get one once it comes out? Like, yeah, just it in is, some weird limbo right now. Supply, but I've got means. too many Thrustmaster things not to buy it because they said that's going to be compatible with all their other products. So it's like, well, obviously, I'm buying a Thrustmaster direct drive then. Yeah, it's in the ecosystem. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm completely in limbo now for as, however long it takes for it to become available to a point where I can buy one. It kind of takes me back to when I the first Apple Watch came out, the first smartwatch, which was what the Apple Watch, the first gen of the Apple Watch. I was yep. never a watch guy, never, not a watch guy at all. It's like I wouldn't buy a watch for anything, but something about the aesthetic of the Apple Watch and the tech of it just got me, got hooked right into me. So then I was like, I'm going to get this Apple Watch. And, and I've worn one ever since. I've got one on currently. Um, so And I can't do without it. So that's funny how that is. But uh, obviously supply demand with that was different to where when I, I ordered it online, because you couldn't you could only go kind of look at it in the store. I ordered it when I was ready. And uh, it was back ordered just like the Fanatec stuff. And, and I was just obsessing over it, which is what I feel like I... I feel like I'm over tech and stuff like that to this point where I'm not doing that with this finished tech stuff. Yeah. Just kind of keeping an eye on it. But I mean, I was tracking with that Apple watch back then. I was tracking when my watch was being made in the factory in China. I've learned from the internet, uh, what UPS plane it was on. And I was on flight aware tracking the cargo flight by UPS flights with my watch on it. And I was waiting for its movement. Yeah, I mean, there's just that's just fucking pointless to do, but that's what I was doing. Oh yeah, that's what you do. I had when fun you're doing it, ordering stuff online. You check yeah. that shit relentlessly, but yeah, it's, it's just like it's just the nature of all the stuff right now. Like I said, computers and sim racing stuff is just like there's what I, to me, I can't even tell if it's real or artificial scarcities at these at this point. Yeah, 
Well, I think some of the controversy with Fanatec, since we're on that topic, was the Gran Turismo wheel and, and pair and what was it, bundle? Yeah, the bundle. Included the CSLDD. Yeah. And it's like, is that getting rolled out with a pri- Like, it kind of muddies the water. Yeah. Is the, that uh, a priority or? Yeah. I mean, the people were getting upset that orders were fulfilled in Europe quicker than orders, you know, than orders that were placed earlier in the US and things like that. People start talking about getting in the weeds like I was with the Apple Watch. Like, well, this is where the planes and the ships come in and the and the, the yep. warehouses are here. It's like you almost start stalking these, you know. Like crazy uh, X. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, we got we got guys posted outside the warehouse. The, the delivery has not arrived at this hour. Like, <laughs> it gets a little weird at some point. It's like, okay. At, at some point, I'll just cancel my order if it's that much of a problem. And just continue on with my shit equipment that's working. Uh, it's just a, a luxury to upgrade at this at this point. Uh, but yeah, I would love to have it. You know, in the Amazon Prime era, don't we all want our stuff like tomorrow? Wow. We're all spoiled. Ow. We're all spoiled. I mean, that's true. It is. It is a niche thing. You guys probably way more than me in that sense. Like you guys, like I said, Amazon, you're in the U.S. Like we get stuff from Amazon stuff pretty fast here, even where I'm at. But it's like there's certain places like when you're near like a really big city or something where like you probably get really spoiled with fast delivery, right? When I lived just recently and when I lived outside of Cleveland, I could place an order on Amazon right now. It's 928 p.m. in the evening. I could place an order on Amazon now. It will be at my doorstep tomorrow. In, in a city like Cleveland, yeah. Amazon delivers direct. You get it. Yeah, that that, that was spoiled. That will, like we get something pretty quick, but like there's like a Amazon quote unquote warehouse of some sort. It's kind of like Amazon slash Canada Post. It's just a warehouse of shit that gets shipped right. around. That's over on the mainland. It's like an hour and some from here. And every once in a while, you'll order something. And it comes from the spot Dieppe and you can't get, get too here obscure. You get here in like two days still, usually. Like it's like an hour from here. It's, magic. it's still magic. So, I mean, it's yeah, magic. exactly. But it's just like I can imagine people like say like you, like expecting it in a few hours and like that obsessiveness that comes from tracking it when you expect it that quick. You feel like and then when you're getting it that quick that you're almost watching things in real time. Yeah, it's it's so quick. And then to wait for Fanatec to wait three months. You're like, this is fucking bullshit. That's what I mean. Yeah, I get it. You're paying a lot. I mean, I don't know. I can understand it from different angles. I just want to know when my thing might get here. I don't want it to keep being pushed forward. That would irritate me. I want to see these things end up in. I want to see them produced to a level that you can go pick them up in a store. Like Logitech can do it with belt driven wheels. Like I can, I can't go buy a Thrustmaster of any kind here doesn't matter what it is they can be their lowest maybe i can go find one of their lowest end ones that barely has force feedback in some way but like nothing of note but you can go buy a logitech locally like that yeah you get into kind of <laughs> scenarios immediate satisfaction is, is i was gonna say thing, man. scenarios like that whole if you pushed a guy off the train and killed three but you saved i don't know what the fuck uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, like if I had to drive to, would you pull the lever? Would you pull? The if I had lever? to drive to Atlanta, Georgia, from Eastern North Carolina to get a Fanatec CSLDD and Formula Wheel. If I had to drive to there to get it in today, to get it tomorrow, leave early tomorrow, or wait three months for it to ship to me, which would I do? 
you would probably, drive your fucking I'd ass there. I'd probably drive myself to Atlanta. And you would find some Hall other State. excuse, like, oh, well, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. I can stop by the Turner Station and see that <laughs> thing right. I wanted. I'd, I'd go see a Hawks game. Or I'd go, uh, oh, there's a stand-up comedian in Atlanta. And I'll just stay overnight and make a trip of it. Yeah, I would, exactly. I would make it happen. So I agree with that, Rob. It'd be nice if we had a brick-and-mortar solution to some of this uh, sim racing tech. That'd well, be really cool. I wish somebody was just a little bigger in that sense. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm glad it's kind of interesting. We've devolved into into equipment talk, but it's I I mean we could talk about that all day long. Um, great show tonight. Uh, again, glad Ash Vandalay could join us. We're gonna follow her uh, on Twitch and subscribe on Twitch and uh, see how the Daytona 24 goes. Hopefully, we're in the same split. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, we're gonna follow that and pull for that team uh, as they try to to uh, get into and develop in sim racing and uh, endurance racing specifically and uh, hopefully share the track with them. But for Rob, for Patrick, and uh, Bradley, who is uh, not with us tonight, by that I don't mean he's dead. He's alive. (laughs) But uh, we'll be back next week talking more Daytona. It's really Daytona month, guys. It's time to get serious. You look at the calendar, and it's, it's right here. So if you're not ready, then what are you even doing? So this has been Into the Apex 68. We'll see you next week for episode 69. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.